this is to CPS. This is to any uh, energy supply company. And this message is to every uh, you know mayor in in the Texas region and including the governor that I want to listen to this right now. Your disabled community is dying, and that's not me. That's not me overreacting. This is how it is. We need power, but not just we need power. We need you guys to step up in not just emergency preparedness, but also with your medical supply companies, not just your medical supply companies, your home health agencies, because I have not heard a wellness check on any of them. I have not heard Hey, Mr. Garcia, can we help you in any way? Can we do anything for you in any way? This goes beyond just power and supply. This goes so much deeper. And I really hope that a reform and change starts to happen soon. Because if it doesn't happen soon, then there's going to be someone seriously liable for all the deaths that start happening in Texas for individuals with disability and chronic illness and including the elderly. That is the voice of Ralph Garcia of San Antonio, Texas, um, where they he and his mother, his mother sleeping on the floor, uh, who's struggling, a woman struggling with cancer, uh, they've had uh, no more than 45 minutes of power in the last 48 hours, a uh, condition that's been brought to CPS Energy's attention, our city-owned utility. Uh, and I should say this this in the middle of a, 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 a entrenched, extremely cold weather event uh, happening here that we know is a, a manifestation of our climate crisis and the collapse of our energy infrastructure um, the result of deregulation and the the ability of of of, of, of structure that allows uh, companies to profit uh, when conditions are tight, such as they are now, where we're actually going through rolling blackouts through much of the state and many millions of people uh, impacted, including several hundred thousand in San Antonio at any given time. Uh, as I said, uh, uh, Ralph and his mother are both um, suffering here, both immunocompromised. Uh, Ralph himself uh, has was born muscular dystrophy, given 10 years to live. He is now, I believe, 24 years old, largely uh, due to the care of his mother. Um, and he'll talk about both of their medical conditions, all of the medical devices that he requi- requires to live uh, life uh, on his own at, at home. And that includes, you know, suction machines, cough assist machine, ventilators, nebulizers, a CPT vest, uh, and on and on. And um, without those, uh, conditions are truly critical. Um, and of course, uh, the uh, options aren't great right now uh, in terms of leaving the home as well. And so this is an interview uh, we did. Uh, uh, you know, we're we're uh, here, have, have limited our technology um, uh, out of water. We do have power, um, but wanted to just get this out quickly. So there's some technical uh, glitches, but uh, primarily the intent here is for folks to hear 
Ralph's message, uh, and, and he was really, I should say, um, interested in telling his story, but telling it as an advocate and telling it on behalf of the disabled community uh, in the state of Texas, uh, where, like I said, conditions are critical. So, so here, here's here's Ralph. With this story, I want to say, you know, the biggest thing right now is not to just defend my mom and me, but to defend every disabled individual that is out there and going through this. I mean, first of all, the situation is just a mess. Can you describe to me where you are right now and how you're staying warm, just your immediate physical environment? Yeah, so first of all, I have uh, spinal muscular atrophy, and which is a form of muscular dystrophy, and it is a terminal condition. If the proper care isn't administered, and that has nothing to do with families, that has everything to do with supply and demand. It has everything to do with getting the quality of care that a patient deserves. And, you know, and I'm not the only one that has it. Over 75 uh, per, you know, percent of MD uh, patients, muscular dystrophy patients, go through something like this. And, um, you know, so it's very difficult, very difficult to go through because, you know, you, the, the challenges we face on a daily basis, you know, they're not, you know, uh, uh, in my book, uh, a, par- uh, a a parent, it's difficult to see, you know, um, your your son go through this on a daily basis. But your what I want to say is that, you know, it's not about getting what you need because those uh, that that's the wrong word. Being mm-hmm. disabled, you didn't ask to be disabled. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not a want to go through these things. It's a lifestyle that we are born with and we have to take care of. If not, we, if we don't take care of it properly, uh, we end up losing our lives. Absolutely. And, well, and so, let me ask you about that, though. I mean, just so people understand, you don't have power right now. Um, you're, yep. you, you're dependent um, because of your condition uh, on a variety of uh, of uh, 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 machines that require power, can you can you just describe yeah, yeah. Your, your 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 situation right now? And yeah, um, yeah. so so on a daily basis, I take uh, four I, I, every four hours from the moment I wake up to I go to bed. I take uh, nebulizer treatments to help with my lungs, and I administer each treatment requires a vial. Uh, just to put it in perspective, uh, an average, uh, uh, not 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 to um, sugarcoat it or anything, but uh, a, a regular patient uh, such as asthma will take maybe one to two files, and that would be as needed. I take uh, up to four to six vials of different types of medications to take care of my lungs on a every four hour basis from the moment I wake up to the moment I get on my ventilator at night. Mm-hmm. And so, and not just that, but I, that requires power. That's mm-hmm. number one. 
Number two, I require uh, around-the-clock uh, G-tube feeds, uh, which is a supplemental uh, you know, uh, protein shake that you get through uh, the feeding tube that is ministering to the patient. Uh, plus, plus uh, I get um, fluid intake through that as well because I have trouble uh, chewing and swallowing and I'm at high risk for choking. Um, another thing is uh, that requires power, you know, so both require power. And then, like I mentioned before, I'm on a ventilator. So I need uh, to be on that ventilator uh, at least 13 plus hours every night. And uh, if, uh, but without power, it only has a six hour backup battery. So you can see where my difficulty is on that. Uh, another thing is I bring up uh, secretions, which is mucus, so I can't spit that out. Uh, what, that is, what I need is a suction, uh, uh, an oral suction machine. And what that is, it's a yonker that's uh, placed and embedded into my uh, mouth and oral cavity, uh, which requires me to and helps me uh, to uh, secrete those, uh, uh, you know, those mucus bugs. But if it doesn't uh, apply, you know, then those uh, secretions end up staining my lungs uh, you know, uh, because I'm forced to swallow. And, uh, you know, that can develop pneumonia, bronchitis, uh, and other forms of respiratory problems. And, um, and you know, uh, I have a long list of machines. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, no, that's uh, okay. Uh, um, well, that, that I want to ask. Getting to, um, you know, uh, one thing is uh, I have a pulse ox monitor, uh, which reads my oxygen levels and, uh, and my heart rate monitor right now. Uh, that needs to be checked hourly. Um, and I, I don't have that right now because I don't have power. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know where I'm at. I'm just trusting, um, you know, my body. I haven't had a, tr- a breathing treatment in 48 hours because of this problem. And not to mention, um, you know, I mentioned that uh, the suction mach- machine. Uh, but what I did not mention is I have a cough assist machine. And what that is, it's a, uh, a machine that helps assist me with coughing and pushing on my diaphragm to secrete any hidden uh, secretions that are in, um, you know, uh, my body and because I, to prevent pneumonia, uh, bronchitis, um, you know, as well. And uh, before I use that, I use what's called a CPT vest, and what that does is it shakes my lungs and my body to break up those secretions. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty much during the day, how I start it is I get off my ventilator, I suction mm-hmm. everything uh, that's bound up in my mouth. Then I do my nebulizer treatments. I do my vest. And then I do my uh, cough assist machine. Mm-hmm. In between, mm-hmm. I read my oxygen levels, which are required um, to be monitored in between uh, the process. And then um, I do the section again uh, to repeat. And that's repeated mm-hmm. every four hours. Yeah. And so, 
and, 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 you know, and then on standby, if I really go into distress, I have oxygen and I have my ventilator. But without the, without electricity, there's no hope. There's no situation that it goes well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and what's heartbreaking is that, you know, as a man, you know, you go through this and it's hard enough living this lifestyle that wasn't given uh, to me. It was just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Life mm-hmm. happens. I've learned to live with it. I've learned to grow with it, mm-hmm. embrace it. But when you're not being met with the needs, it doesn't be. It doesn't become the caregivers' fault. It becomes the suppliers' fault. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. my only caregiver right now is my mother, mm-hmm. and my mother has taken care of me. For 25 years, mm-hmm. when doctors gave me the life expectancy of 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And so that shows a lot of how dedicated a mother is to her child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She has not only made me the man I am today, mm-hmm. but to be able to see that. Mm-hmm. When, you know, it's not, you know, and shall I mention my mom? Well, let, me, has, let me ask you, let me ask you, Ralph, before we get, get to that, I just want to, I just want to acknowledge that, you know, when you say it's not the, the caregiver's fault, it's the supplier's, right? So we're talking about the, the energy, the energy, the electricity you need um, to be able to live a life, right? Yes. Um, and, and, and what is your understanding of... Uh, the utilities obligation to you. There must be a program or something that, because I know you've been through this before. You've had your power cut off before, and we've spoken before. Um, are you? Is there a class of uh, customer for CPS that I mean that should be like a, a no-go zone? Like you, you are life and death must have power on, um, you know, individual, right? Yes. So, um, so right now. Uh, I'm in San Antonio and, uh, you know, in Texas, and uh, we're under CPS right now, CPS Energy. And CPS Energy as a critical care program for patients like me, they do not advertise it. Uh, And even when you're on it, they will not tell you when your renewal is coming up, so you have to persistently call in to check uh, if it's if you're still on that list or not. Now, here's the thing. CPS is right now is not, and I advise the people out there, it does not care if you're on the list or not. It made that list strictly for a PR stunt, because right now, everyone on that list, I'm pretty sure right now, is going through the same exact problem right now. My situation right now is I am in the warmest part of the house in my room with all my machines that I cannot use a blanket 
to my right side is on, is covering the window. I have three sheets on top of that blanket. Below the blanket, under the window seal, is two towels insulating any heat. And then on my left, okay, on my left is my door. Below my door is two towels blocking any of the temperature from dropping right now. Also, over that is a sheet to block any excess air that may leak right Mm -hmm. now. I have three blankets and a comforter (laughs) over my body, and I'm still cold. Yeah, yeah. And so I have a long sleeve shirt right now. I have my... (laughs) My biggest sweatpants, mm-hmm. my biggest socks that I have, I have a beanie that's on inside. And right now, my I, I can literally, it's unprecedented because I can't go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. The hospital right now, you you know, as mm-hmm. well as I do, it's not safe. Right. That's a COVID red zone right there. Well, I wanted, and, yeah, let me and, ask you about that because I know it's not just you. You, you, you know, you told me that, you know, you're also your, your mother has some health issues, is immunocompromised. You yourself are severely immunocompromised. Yeah. Can you just describe that? Because people may be thinking, well, why don't you just call 911 or go to the hospital? Yeah, yeah. So right now with any muscular dystrophy patient, uh, I, you know, um, my, my situation right now, I'm immunocompromised. I have a low immune system. Uh, whatever I get, whether it be a cold or just sinuses, just that can yeah. turn into pneumonia and have me in ICU. Yeah, that's 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 for me. Now, a lot of people might be asking, "Oh, what about mom? What about the parents?" First of all, I have a single mother. You know, she dedicated her life to helping me and taking care of me. Right now, she has epilepsy. She has cervical cancer and a long list of other problems like fibromyalgia. Mm -hmm. And she uses a CPAP at night as well, which she hasn't used in in 48 hours. And she is sleeping on my floor right now with a blanket and... Not only is she going through chemo, but she just had surgery. And not only that, but to see her lying on the floor, excuse my language, it pisses me off. Mm -hmm. She can't be in her bed. She can't be taken care of either. It is difficult as a son to see my mother go through that. That shouldn't have to happen. Yeah. Now I should that say our did, situation before yeah. was hard. Yeah. This takes it times a hundred. Yeah. Because right now it's not about okay, um, it's just a few hours. It's just about an hour of being power free. No, sir. It's about okay, we need to do what we need to do to survive. Yeah. You know, my mom just in the past Eight years has received a stroke, a heart attack, and now she's going through cancer. Mm-hmm. As and, a son, that's hard. And, and you've been, just to be clear, you've been off power for the majority, would you say the majority of the last two days? Yes. 
Okay, now I want to say I did take your case, your address, your um, your name to CPS at a high level, and and they're aware of that, right? And I know it went to their uh, the folks who are flipping the switches. Um, so, and you've had power come on for what's the most amount of time you've had power for the last two days? Forty-five minutes. Forty-five minutes. Um, I know you're. I wanted to be clear. You you are work. You're trying to save battery. Um, we've yep. reached out to a number of folks to try to find help, um, and hopefully they are reaching out to other folks. And there's a lot of people in this situation, but um, this is obviously one that should have never happened. Uh, and there's a lot of people asking questions. So I, I'm wondering to, to, out of respect for your current condition, the need to save battery. Um, what do you I, I, want? What do you want as people to understand before we get off yeah. the phone? Um, so a little bit about me is um, the best way to get a hold of me is through text message or social media platforms. Um, you know, people can follow me uh, on Instagram or um, or you know uh, or on Facebook at a daily dose of wealth. Uh, I'm sorry, a positive dose of Ralph. A positive uh, dose of it, Ralph on Facebook? Yeah. Uh, it's a positive dose of Ralph on Facebook and on Instagram. Uh, another thing is, you know, I just want to mention, uh, I'm a former uh, state ambassador for the Muscular Dystrophy Association. I'm a, I'm a current advocate for Cure SMA. You know, this... And I want I want to share I wasn't safe. I wasn't I wasn't uh, th- that even in that, this situation that what I try and do for a living and advocate and speak up that didn't keep me, you know, away from what all of Texas is going through. It it put me in the worst spot uh, that I've been in in, in recent months. So yeah. uh, you know, right now I'm just taking it one thing at a time and hoping that. Uh, things start to get better, which they will. I hope so. Do you want to leave your phone number uh, for those yeah. who are listening? Yeah, sure. That that's that's fine. Well, can you uh, do share it? Yes. Uh, my my phone number is two one zero three zero nine two one eight two. The best way to contact me, like I said, is text message. Uh, you know, um, and and reach out. Uh, you know, if anyone can uh, lend a helping hand uh, to my family and situation, even if it's just a prayer, uh, you know, um, or, you know, just send your thoughts, I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. You know, we'll, we'll stay in touch. You know, keep texting us, letting us know how you're doing. Uh, I'll get this posted as soon as possible. Um, and uh, hopefully the, the, the power comes back on soon for, for you and, and, and for all those who are left stranded in the situation yes uh and my uh best wishes and thoughts uh go out to everyone that are facing this situation right now and uh i just want to say you guys are not on we're on this together and uh we will prevail and um go vote (laughs) that's all i gotta say in the next election go votes